Morning, guys. Let's see what questions do you have for me today. I wanted to have an open session. I have a couple of slides, but I want you guys, and I know we have a few new agents in coaching. So I wanted to ask you guys, what are you expecting from coaching? What do you expect from these sessions in a weekly basis? I'm going to start with my first two slices. And if I don't hear many questions, which is not usually what happens, I'll continue with the slices. But I want to know what you're expecting. Bon appetit, Mario. Enjoy. All right. So let's get started. First, me, all right, with very, very cute, very quick uh, introduction about this week. What happened here? Let's see. There you go. All right. Always the same question that I ask you every single week, which is right here. I see it. Now I see it. All right. Why? Okay. So let's start right here. What social conversations, guys, are you having about real estate on a weekly basis? There's so much to talk about real estate. Are you talking about open houses? Are you talking about new listings? Are you talking about new clients? Are you talking about working on a deal? What do I mean by that? Hey, Carlos, Carlos Martel, that I see him right here in that beautiful office he just purchased. Carlos, say hi, please. Let's role play real quick. So, I say to Carlos, let's say Carlos and I meet in a soccer game with my son, right? He has a son, I have a son, and we meet in a soccer uh, game. Hey, Carlos, how you doing? Great, and you, Orlando? Good to see you. Good, man. Yeah, nice to see you, man. I, I mean, you can't believe it. I just came from an open house. There were 52 people in that open house. It was unbelievable. First time that house goes on the market, 52 people in the line outside plus a couple of people inside the market it's incredible can you believe that 52 people in an open house 52 people 52 buyers that's crazy that's crazy and then we continue right that's it now the next one the next one uh maricel i see you right here let's do that's the same the same one hey maricel how are you fine thank you orlando fine thank you and how's everything going with you oh very very well I am so busy because I have a lot of clients, international clients, local buyers. The, the, the market is crazy. Excellent. So that's what we want to do. Every time somebody asks us a question, we want to prompt it back with what? With something that is happening in our market. Some people will engage. Some people won't. You ask me how I am. I'm telling you, I just came from an open house. I'm, I just listed a property. I'm working on a deal. If that person engages, great. The idea is that I have to be present every single time, right? So I see that April, raise her hand. April, if you want to talk, definitely. If not, I'll go to my, okay, so right here. April, are you there? I'm here. Sorry, yeah, just no video playing. Um, I just had a day trader who would ask me um, how the market was doing when I was um, in uh, Best Buy. He's a rep there as well. And he was like, you know, because the real estate market pretty much drives what they do. So he was like asking what my um, thoughts were on it. And I just pretty much told him the same thing as the other the, uh, person who spoke before me that it's pretty much crazy and it belongs to the sellers. And I told him there's so much competition right now, which is what's driving, you know, the, the rates up. So, yeah, and I didn't know what else to say after that. <laughs> okay, very good. So yeah, good, good. No, now, there always has to be a call to action. It's not only about our opinion, right? You're asking me for my opinion. I'm going to give you my opinion. Great. Correct. But I'm also going to ask you exactly, okay, April, the market right now is definitely a seller's market, right? It's, it's crazy. You see the open houses. You see the lack of inventory. There's a shortage of inventory, not only in Miami, but across the nation. Tell me, April, are you thinking about buying or selling a property right now? Got it? We yeah. always have, if they ask us about real estate, we got to ask back, ask. are you thinking about buying or selling a property right now? Right. Always. Mario, please. Very good. Okay, Orlando. So the situation that I'm running into now is I, I have conversations with potential sellers. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to focus on listings over the last two years. But the situation right now is, Mario, yes, I, I'm interested in selling, but where do I go now? Mm -hmm. uh, I was thinking about up, upgrading or downgrading but the market is so crazy that I'm not going to be able to buy if I sell. So I'm going to stay put and I'm not going to sell. Okay. And so what I'm running into also, I, I've been talking to agents is because there's not that much inventory to sell. 
for example, where I live, there used to be about a hundred homes for sale at any given point in time. Mm -hmm. Right now there's about 20, 25. Mm -hmm. So all those listings that we, all these agents used to get, now we're not getting. So they, we're try, I'm trying to shift my business from, I'm gonna keep pursuing, trying to get listings, but I'm gonna go start, go, I'm, gonna st I'm gonna start looking for other business. Uh, you talk about the pre-construction business. Mm -hmm. I need to start focusing on something like that because there's just not enough inventory for all the agents. So I, you need to find your market, right? De definitely. But I'd still, I want you to still focus on listings. I come, I, I agree with you. There is a shortage of inventory, a hundred percent. Okay. But we want to keep developing our listing skills. Remember the agent that controls the listings controls the market. Because if you work with buyers, unless you're working with pre-construction, it's even gonna be worse because the buyer is not gonna have, like, if, if there's a lack of inventory from, from the seller standpoint of view, hey, listen, if you're working with a buyer, it's crazy, right? Because you're looking, you're putting 10, 12, 15 offers and you're not getting accepted, right? So that's even worse. So we wanna keep polishing our listing skills. At the end of the day, is the agent that has the best skills that wins. Orlando. Are you practicing your two things? Are you practicing your presentation in a daily basis? Your presentation has to be less than seven minutes when you're working with a seller. Are you practicing your objections? How many objections for sellers are there? How many objections from sellers? Eight. That's it, eight, they are only eight, I can guarantee you. After 20 years in this business, I can guarantee you there are only eight objections. That's it, learn how to answer them. If you learn how to answer them, your presentation to listing ratio is going to definitely increase. And I agree with you, Mario, right? There are fewer properties for sale. The competition is quote unquote higher, but remember our competition is always related your level of skills, right? You play uh, uh, tennis at a very high level in college, right? Now, at that time, who was uh, the number one guy, Ivan Lendl? No, it was uh, Jim uh -huh. Courier. Jim Courier, all right? Pretty much, he had no, and in tennis, I, I'm gonna give you the, the, the same thing. Uh, this weekend, the French Open was won by, uh, what is it? Uh, Djokovic. Djokovic, right? You see that for the past 10 years, it's always three people, always three people. Djokovic, Nadal, and who else? Federer. That's it. These people don't have any competition because their level of skill is so high that the number 11 in the world can't, there's, it's, it's, it would be a dream for them to, to win against Frederick. true or false? Why? Because the level of skill, right? So the higher your skill, the lower the competition. When Michael Jordan was playing uh, uh, basketball, he had no competition. So all we have to do, unfortunately, in this business, right, it's so easy to step up, right, to raise the bar. So you as a tennis player, remember that. And you see, for the past 10 years, it's always the same three people, Djokovic, Nadal, and then Federer. Always the same, the same three. So we should use this time to to improve our skill set in order to get better presentations to get listings. I'm sorry? So since, since it's getting tougher to get listings, mm -hmm. we need to improve our skill set to get better at getting listings. Exactly. It's all about our skills, right? Especially presentation and handling objections. Now, before that, you need to develop your skills on getting in front of sellers, which is lead generation. Those three things will make you an amazing agent. Marketing, it's all about marketing. Remember guys, we're not in the business of real estate. We're in the business of marketing and all these agents. And I highly recommend, highly recommend you watch the Miami real estate show. This is the book, but you can also watch the interviews, right? All these agents, those are top listing agents in Miami and around the nation in the Miami Real Estate Show. Go to the Miami Real Estate Show. Actually, go here, guys. Let me share you, with you how easy you can get to this right here. 
to the Miami Real Estate Show. All you have to do, let me share with you, and listen to them, and you'll see that all of them clearly specify that they're in the business of marketing. Right here, you go to the Miami Real Estate Show in the top right corner of our website. You click in here, and you're going to see the top agents around the nation. Most of them listing agents. Almost all of them listing agents. All right? And you're going to see their interview. They're in the business of marketing, guys. So what are you doing in terms of marketing to get in front of more what? Of more sellers. But once you're in front of that sellers, that seller, you need two very specific skills, presentation and handling objections. All right. By the way, this is one of, and she comes here all the time, Talita, right? Talita Pinedo, right here. This is an understatement right here. Last week, it was all over the papers. She just closed the fourth largest condominium sale in Miami. $30 million. $30 million. All right. Talking about having some skills. Imagine $900,000 in commission. It was a 3% commission, guys. All right. It was all over the papers. All right. So let's continue. Very good, Mario. Though what we have to do is develop those three skills, marketing, presentation, and handling objections. Aida, you had a question. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Orlando, so back to Mario's first question. I am also finding that same objection. There are sellers who are concerned with where they're going to go after they sell their house. They don't think that they're going to be able to find something. How do we handle that objection? Very good. And I'm sorry, I didn't answer that question. Very good. I'm getting so, that constantly from potential time. So Ida, please write these questions down. Five questions, all right? So Mr. Seller, I completely understand that it's not easy right now to find the right property, right? There are very few properties for sale. The prices have increased. Let's analyze whether it is the right time for you or not to move. And then we go through the five pre-qualifying questions, right? What? What is it exactly that you want? Mr. Buyer, tell me, describe for me the type of property you would like to move into. Please write that down, guys. All right. It's a very simple conversation. What is it exactly that you want? Is it a house? Is it a condominium? Is it a townhouse? If it is an apartment, for example, is it a one, two, three bathroom? All right. Is it in a high rise? Is it in a low rise? You want it facing the ocean, facing the city? Tell me where you want it. Question number two, where do you want that, all right? You've been living here in Miami for 27 years. You were born here in Miami. If you were to move from your current property, where would you move to? What area? Where would you be? Where would you have to live, right? Number three, why? Why are you moving from where you are today, a house that you've been for five, 10, 15 years? Why would you like to move? Well, I'm downsizing. I don't need that big of a house, right? Or, you know, I have a, a family now, I was single, now I have a family, a wife with two kids. Why, why are you moving? We're analyzing, we're trying to understand exactly what is it. Number four, when? If we were to find the right property, when would you be able to move? And then finally, how much? How much? That's number five, how much, right? So we need to go through those five questions. And sometimes, we're not going to be able to find the right property for that client and that's okay. So when we find that person uh, in our radio show, right? The one that we have in Clubhouse, uh, there was a question last week about what do you say to a client that doesn't have enough money? Nothing. Next, that's it. You keep going, next. Not much, right? Okay, listen, I got $30,000. I wanna buy a brand new Ferrari. Not $30,000, I'm sorry. You know, it's, they start at 195 plus taxes and all the items. So you're, if you're coming to buy a new Ferrari, right? And if we sell it to you, it's gonna be around 250, 275. But I have $30,000, go to Toyota. That's simple, next, right? So the number one problem agents have, right? It's lead generation. If we have enough leads, how long should we, how long are we gonna spend in somebody that says, I don't have enough money? Very little. So the answer to most problems in your business is having more leads. That's it, it's having more leads. 
to the point where you charge to sit down with a buyer or seller. And I learned that very early in my, in my business, in my career. I want to get to a point where I have so many leads and I'm so good at it and I don't, I don't need that specific client that I'm going to start charging. And to this day, if you want to talk to me about buying a property, which I, I do very, very little, only with very specific clients, and I refer my business to my team, I charge $4.95. You want to talk about buying real estate? It's $4.95 retainer fee. It's not about making the $4.95. I will give it back to you at closing. Get it? But I need to become so good that I can't waste 45 minutes of my time. You want my time? It's $4.95 that I have enough leads, enough people willing to pay the 495, that if you want my advice for free, I'm sorry, I don't have the time. That's where we have to get to. Move fast, generate so, so many leads. Keep those uh, uh, initial conversations to less than eight minutes. Have timers, timers, timers. I have timers everywhere, got it? And I don't spend more than seven minutes qualifying in this case, my business is growing the Montiel organization and growing my real estate team, right? So I don't spend more than seven minutes on any. You want to learn about coaching? It's seven minutes. And I literally put a timer. Either you get it or you don't. I move on to the next person. Got it? And, and most of you, right, don't even, didn't speak even directly to me when you joined coaching, right? You spoke to one of our people. And I teach my people to do the same. We have more than enough leads that you don't need to spend more than seven minutes on anybody. If you're spending more than seven minutes, it's because you don't have enough leads. That solved most of the problems in your, in your business. So going back to that conversation, analyze it. What do you want? Where, why, when, and how much? What do you want? Where do you want it? Why do you want it? When do you want it? And how much? By the way, that shows the other person, you're, you're a true professional, that you know exactly what you're doing. All right? So, uh, Edith, Edith had a, a question. There you go. There you go. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Great. I'm aware that you say um, pick your farming in the area that you live. Okay. I have a business mm -hmm. and it has a lot of homes, but um, the area that I'm in, no one wants to sell their home. Okay. Okay. So, but my kids, the area that my kids go to school at, mm -hmm. everyone is selling their home full share by owner. Okay. But the problem is, um, I'm new to the um, real estate, okay. and um, mostly all the all of the homes are like 600, 700, a million dollar home. Where is it? I don't know how to speak to them. <laughs> I don't know the language. I don't know how to communicate with them. Okay. And I'm like, I every morning when I take my school, I see like maybe ten for sale by um, for sale by owner, but I just don't know how to speak to them because um, George Clooney. He owns that area. It's like all of the homes that's in that area, he has those listings. And you see very few Southern real, um, realtors that's in that area. But I just don't know how to speak to them. I don't feel as though I have the ball balls <laughs> to speak to them because these are, mil these are, let's say, 700, 800, a million dollar home listings. I'm like, I don't know how to speak to these people. So here, here's the thing. And that's why it's so important for, for me to tell you guys. I'm very good point that you need to start where you are and uh, where, where you live, I'm sorry. And if there are not properties for sale right now in that area, just keep expanding, all right? As close to your where you live as you can. That happens to you as a brand new agent and it's going to happen five years from now because we all have somebody that it's, you know, that, that is a little bit above our league. The, it, it, will, it, it will keep happening to you until, you know, maybe six, seven years from now where you have a lot of skills and doesn't really matter where that person lives, right? So, but it's a very common issue. That's what I say, stay where you are because you can see eye to eye with your neighbors. Listen, I'm one of your neighbors. I specialize in this area. You know, I have breakfast, lunch, and dinner here, right? But when you go to a different area, that's usually what happens, okay? So, what I promise is that next week, I'm gonna invest the whole, the whole morning, okay? I'm gonna invest the whole hour on how to speak to clients, especially for sale by owners. Because it's, it's gonna take a little bit longer today just to speak about uh, to, uh, to, for sale by owners, all right? And I wanna give you the methodology to do that, right? Now, remember, we are not selling real estate. What we are selling is confidence. And the reason we don't have the confidence yet 
is because we don't know the market yet. The more you know about the market, right, the easier it is go going to be for you to speak to anybody. Right? I speak on TV every single week about finance, about real estate, not a problem for me. But if you ask me to talk about medicine, about the law, I'll be trembling because I don't know what I'm talking about. Got it? So at the end of the day, is polishing those sales skills and your specialized knowledge. Remember, the three pillars of this business, specialized knowledge. I need to know what I'm talking about. And we, that's why we ask you to do module number one and number two. Step number two, it's all about marketing. Do modules three and four. And step number three is sales conversations. Do modules 13, 14, and 15. Got it? It's a process. All right? And I'm going to spend the whole week, the whole hour next week because it's such an important question, right? Which is, okay, how do I speak to somebody if I'm brand new? How do I speak to a for sale by owner? Right? Good question. Orlando, you had a question. And then Juan Manuel. And then Rolando. Who's first? Orlando or Manuel? Orlando first. You are, you are first. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Okay. Uh, Orlando, I've been with you for, this is the third year that I that I renew my subscription. There you go. Thank and, you very much. Uh, I, 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 I love the, the material in there, but I have been working with buyers for so long. I mean, almost 30 years already. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel more comfortable with buyers now, but I, I see the need right now that I have to start working with, with, with sellers. I do my listings with people who I have dealt before, mm -hmm. but then I, I, I don't feel as comfortable with, with listings as, as I feel with buyers. Um, and uh, I just wanted to, I, I, you were saying over here, one and two and three modules and all that. I think that's, that's my, my, my question. Where would I go to get all this information? Where would yeah, I go yeah. to get, uh, to get like, like a listing presentation, for example? Uh, uh, I'd like to learn more about how to set up a CMA. Mm -hmm. and uh, all the deal with the objections and everything. So I can feel comfortable doing a listing presentation the proper way. Perfect. So uh, let's talk about listing presentation and, and let's keep talking, but I want you to write down so I can answer your questions as we go. So listing presentations, module 13. As a matter of fact, you're going to see it right here. Let me go into the training so you can see it, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm going to recommend two things, actually three things uh, to become a listing agent. Remember, guys, becoming a listing agent is key to our business, all right? So I'm gonna start right here. I'm gonna show you from the beginning of the platform where you have access to that. Let's talk about the listing presentation. You go to start coaching right here. Of course, you're gonna go into the English master in real estate course. And then you're gonna go right here to module number 12 right here. I'm sorry, I thought it was 13, it's 12. Module number 12, presenting the presentation. This is the, the listing presentation, guys. The listing presentation. Right? So you're gonna learn exactly how to make a listing presentation. And then even more important than the presentation, which is very simple, less than seven minutes, three-step process, all right? Very, very simple. You wanna go into Orlando, you wanna go into handling the, the objections as soon as possible because that's what's gonna help you or allow you to close a client. Very difficult to close a sale without handling objections, all right? So you need to master modules number 12, 13 and 14. Not only that, not only that, but also if you go to workshops and then you click right here, you're going to see the how to become a top listing agent workshop. This is with some of the top listing agents in the country. Riley Smith is the number one listing agent in Miami. Number one. He's not one of the top ones. He is the number one agent. Anthony Askowitz is a Hall of Famer for Remax. Over 20 years making more than $1 million in commission. Got it? So you have all these people here explaining how to, this is the whole workshop on how to become a top listing agent. So I want you to do those three modules, right? 12, 13, and 14. I want you to watch the how to become a top listing presentation. And, and I want to explain to all of you guys the different, the different, uh, faces or not the, the the evolution i'm sorry that's the evolution of a real estate agent orlando so, so you saw where it is 
And again, if you guys have questions, yeah. listen, I don't know how to get there. Always write it on the forum. Ask your question in the forum. So the evolution of a real estate agent, number one, the agent as a brand new agent usually starts working with what? With renters, right? Tenants. It's easy. Right? It's fast money. You don't have to know much. All you have to do is show property and that's it. Now, after a while, that agent already knows how to deal with renters. He's very confident, very secure, and he started working with buyers and he sees that the commission with buyers is way bigger, higher than the commission with renters, right? That's the evolution. That's step number two. Now, eventually what happened to you, Orlando, now you're going into transitioning, in transitioning into step number three, which is what? Working with sellers, right? That's the pinnacle of selling of your job, not the business. No, we haven't developed any business yet, right? Working with tenants, working with buyers, working with sellers, that's a job, got it? And a very well-paying job if we know how to do it. We have not developed a business yet. We have to grind it, right? Until we are 80, 90 years old. I said, they say real estate agents don't retire. Real estate agents, what? Die. When was the last time you went to a real estate agent retirement party? Never, because they don't retire. They just have to keep working. Because real estate is not a bit, oh, I have a real estate business. No, you don't. You have a real estate job. And if you do it well, you get paid well. Now, in that evolution, again, it's a four-step evolution. The last one is what? Building a team, right? And you want to start building your team as soon as possible. That's why all these agents right here, what do they have? Teams. And some of them are even brokers. They're not just real estate, regular real estate people. They have teams, right? So you want to get there eventually. Orlando, you're in the transition right now of becoming a listing agent. And remember, guys, why working with listings? According to the National Association of Realtors, we spend 32 hours working with buyers, only eight hours working with sellers. Second advantage, who's doing all the work for you? Who shows the property? Who writes the offer? Who pre-qualifies the client? The buyer. Got it? That's why it's so important. Number three, free advertising, free marketing. We close 50 buyers. Who finds out? Nobody. But if we have three or four listings with the for sale sign, everybody in the community finds out we have a listing. Free marketing. Number four, leverage. Got it? You have all these people working for you. You have all that free marketing. You have a quarter of the time invested in working with that seller, right? So the pinnacle of selling of your sales job is working with sellers. So right there, I gave you the presentation, the objections, and finally the workshop. So Orlando, you asked the question, where do I get started? That's exactly where you need to get started. Presentation, Perfect. objections, and the workshop. Perfect. Good. Perfect. Excellent. So we said Juan Manuel. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Um, so it, it was something that you mentioned as far as a, a retainer fee, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I've never heard of that. So that that's that's pretty interesting. Is it based on your, and it's a really quick question, is it based on your experience that you charge, let's say that 495, or is it pretty much a range of what you think you should charge? No, it's right? for me. It's for me. My, my hour, okay. one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? It's 625 an hour. But- okay. You know, for real estate, I know that if we close a transaction, I just don't want to waste the time, right? Yeah. And to me, it's a filter, guys. And I, and I give it back to the client, right? And yeah. It's yeah. So it's, it's, it's not a fee that you are paying, right? It's a retainer, and I will give it back to you at closing. Whenever you close, even if it is, you know, a week from now or two years from now, I will give it back to you. I just want to make sure that I am not wasting my time. And to me, it's a filter. When somebody's willing okay. to pay $495, $295, $195 to sit down with you, that person is serious. Okay. Right. They, they don't want to throw money away. So okay. depending on listen, my average hour is, let's say, $100 for you, but it's just $100, right? Yeah. Uh, there is a, a and, and some people say to me, well, can you give me, uh, you know, the coaching 30 days for free? I say, no, but it's not because of the money. There is a saying that goes like, <laughs> one goes like this. <laughs> they, they just want to try it out. And, and yeah, say, yeah. there is a saying that goes like this. If you don't pay, you don't pay attention. Very true. Got it? Yes. Uh, so again, it's not about charging the money. It's, to me, it's a filter. It's a great filter. Okay. Now, uh, right. my coach, my coach, Dan Sullivan, always says, the only opinion that matters 
is the opinion of the people that write the check. What do I mean by that? People can say, oh, Juan, you're the best, whatever, your product, or you're the, okay, so it's, it's, it's this much. Oh, well, I don't know, let me think about it. Listen, I, I might not say anything to you, but Juan, how much is that? Your consultation, 495, okay, here's the check. Did I say you're the best? Did I say you're amazing, awesome? No, I just wrote the check. I'm showing you, all right, that I believe yeah. you're worth it. Okay. The only opinion, and people who love, right, to give opinions. Oh, this is amazing. This is great. This is not good. Write a check, right? If, if I'm so good, okay. write a check. The only opinion, if not, don't even pay attention to that opinion. The only opinion that matters is the opinion of the people that write the check. Okay. Got it? Yeah. Thank you. Good. So and I hope yeah. that answers the question. All no, right, no, so no, it does, yeah. Excellent. Rolando. Yes, good morning, Orlando. Good morning. So uh, okay, so as you know, I think I, I work with a fair amount of listings, but of course I do have buyers as well. Uh, what are, in an effort of filtering people, because some buyers have burned me. In fact, one of my buyers was a realtor and I was showing her property. So I'm like, what the oh hell? My God. Okay. <laughs> right. so, so what are your thoughts on buyer's agreements? That way you filter people out. Like if they're not willing to work with you, why am I going to waste my time working with, with, with them? Right. What are your oh. There are two things, right? When I'm working with buyers, I don't ask them to sign anything because at the end of the day, we all know that that, that agreement is worth nothing, right? And it might be a detrimental to the relationship because when you ask somebody to sign something, well, well let me read it or let me you know, review it with my attorney, with my lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's very simple. I charge that 495 in my case, you might charge more, you might charge less. And number two, I'll make it very clear. Hey, Rolando, Mr. Buyer, Right, just to let you know that the way it works, and uh, and I work with a lot of foreigner, foreigners, and they don't know, right? The way it works here in the United States is that we have a system called the MLS. All real estate agents, all active real estate agents, whether they're brand new or very experienced, have access to that information. What is that information? All the properties for sale at the moment. All the properties for sale at the moment, all right? which means that if you speak to me, the properties that I can show you, any other real estate agent can show to you, any other one. So the value is not in showing you the properties. The value is on making the analysis and understanding exactly what you want, what you want, where you want, and why you want, and when you want, it, and how much you're willing to invest. So I can determine and find exactly in that huge pool of properties in the MLS, the one that is right for you. So I can save you not only time, but money. And my job actually is not finding the property. Anybody can do that by going to the MLS. My job is making sure that I can help you negotiate the best price and terms for your property. Now, if you want to work with me, great. All I'm asking you is for you to save some time, don't ask somebody else because again, they're going to show you the same properties. If you don't want to work with me, you want to work with somebody else, again, I completely understand it. But my suggestion to you and to save both of us time, all right, I'm just asking you to pick one person you want to work with. If it's me, great. If not, I completely understand and respect the decision. Right? That being said, that, that usually clears the clears the process, you know, clear, uh, makes it very clear on how we're going to work. But sometimes it still happens. It's not 100% bulletproof. That is important why I charge the 495. Got it? Okay. Now, if we are not charging the 495 or the 295, it's because we don't have enough leads. We are afraid of losing that lead. Right? And you have a lot of listings, some very good listings. You're listing sometimes or you, uh, multi-million dollar listing. So you can you know, easily have that agreement with your client. Okay, thank right? you. Good. My pleasure, my pleasure. Edna, please, good morning. I can hear you, no, I can't hear you. Let's see, let's see, let's see anybody, let me see. I think, <laughs> go ahead, now, now, I, now I hear you. Hello? Oh, something happened again. All right, so I'll continue until we find, uh, uh, let's see if I have any other questions right here. I think I do. Let's see, good morning. What's the best way to promote a webinar? Alisa, ooh, love that question. 
what's the best way to promote a webinar? So please write this down. If you guys are doing webinars, right? Please write this down. By the way, webinars today are one of the most effective ways of reaching out to a lot of people. We have agents in our coaching, in our team that have 120, 150, 200 people in a webinar in a weekly basis, weekly basis. Can you imagine having over 100 interested buyers on listening to what you have to say? So Alisa, very good question. By the way, thank you for the pictures this weekend. I really, really appreciate it. So I asked Elisa to, uh, for a personal favor, pictures about Argentina, and she sent me some amazing pictures. Thank you very much. All right, so what's the best way to promote a webinar? Write this down, email marketing. Email all your database that you're gonna have a webinar next week. Second, do a lead generation campaign on Facebook or a traffic campaign on Facebook. Make sure you target that webinar to a very specific audience, geographically an interest. Very, very, very important, all right? So that's number two. Number three, Annalisa, I'm saying this because I know you work with international clients. Remember, for those of you who work with international clients, and I say internationals because here in the US, uh, most people don't use WhatsApp or they don't use WhatsApp as much. They're still using text, which is very, very slow. I don't know why we still text each other. I mean, it's so inefficient to text each other. And, and Jeffrey laughs, but Jeff is the truth, man. It's just so inefficient to send a text message. And then you send a picture with that text message. Oh my God, good luck on getting that picture, right? And searching. It's just so inefficient. That is like 1920s technology, texting. Text me, send me a text, come on. WhatsApp is much easier and better. So anyways, all of you should have a broadcast list. Broadcast, broadcast list that allows you to segment, right? International clients, international investors, international buyers, international sellers, right? And if you can do that locally, domestically, great. But as I said, unfortunately, here in the US, most locals don't use WhatsApp. My wife can barely, and I always have to tell her, Send it to me via WhatsApp. Do not send me anything against text. The, the, the picture is still loading, all right? Still, but she's from here, so she can use, uh, she, doesn't use she doesn't use WhatsApp much. It's, she's not accustomed, all right? So, Alisa, having a WhatsApp broadcast list up to 256 people and communicating with them in a weekly basis, sending a pre-construction, sending, sending them an investment property, sending them an educational piece, right? The five steps to buying a property in Miami will help you a lot. So those three things are gonna be more than enough. Email, Facebook, WhatsApp, right? Very, very good. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, <laughs> oh, they were joking about Carlos Martel's office. Mario said, not good enough. Alisa said, great office. All right, anyways, look at Carlos' standards, all right. Uh, okay, so I think I answered that question. Juan Manuel, I answered that question. Uh, Anders, the six pieces of data have been, uh, have been the most helpful for me as a new agent to build my confidence in talking to clients. Thank you, Anders. Great, great point. All the data I need is on the MLS. Exactly. And I'm starting to graph my data in Excel. I'm new, but I can tell you anything you want to know about the market. Excellent. Love that. All right, now I just need leads and the modules are helping me build that ability. Very good. Anders, very, very good point. At the end of the day, guys, you don't need to know everything about the market. You need to know six very important things. Please write this down. Please write this down. Even if you're a seasoned agent, most agents can tell those six things. Number one, number of properties for sale in your market, not in your city, in your specific market. Number of properties for sale, that's number one. Number two, the average price. I need to know the average price for the one, the two, the three, the four bedroom units. Number three, average price per square foot. Average price per square foot for the one, two, three, four uh, bedroom units. Number five, the highest for sale in your area. One, two, three, four bedroom units. The lowest for sale and finally days on the market. Now, can I know more than that? Yeah. But I need to know those six things. And you don't need to even learn and memorize them. What am I talking about? Guys, listen to me. This is very simple. 
I'm not going to explain right now because it's a technical thing. So I don't explain technical issues here because it can get cumbersome. There is a thing that we have in the MLS, regardless of where you are in the country. We have agents all around the country called the hot sheet, the hot sheet. Got it? Now you can program that hot sheet for 24 hours. It means it refreshes every four hours and it can give you this information. But, but whoa, whoa, how do I do that? We are not here to explain you the technical aspect. Call your local association and ask them, how, do I can set, how can I set up my hot sheet for 24 hours? Or do you have a course online, which most courses now are online, where I can learn how to set up my hot sheet in the MLS? As Anders said, all that information is in the MLS. It's a very powerful tool. You need to learn how to use the MLS. I'm asking everybody here, even if you've taken the MLS course to take it again, 101, 102, and 103, you always learn something new. All right, very good point. Very, very, very good point. All right, um, Catherine, I'm new to real estate for weeks, for weeks into EXP, the company she works for. There are so many courses to take. Oh, and that's what happens, right? And she's with EXP and some people are with Coldwell Bankers, Sotheby's at the beginning. And then she says, I feel I'm in the, I'm in the week trying to get a little bit of everything. What do I need to do in the five, the first five things? Okay, very important. For those of you who are new in, in real estate, in any company, first thing I have to tell you, it's normal that you feel overwhelmed. It's just normal. Remember the first day you went to school, to university, college? You didn't even know, okay, what books do I buy? Where do I buy them? Where are the classes? I'm so confused. It's normal. So this is the number one thing that I need you to do. Please write this down. If you are new, regardless of the company, the first thing you need to do is come to these sessions every Monday. Second thing, just go into our modules and you're going to do one module a week. No, 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 I can do five. Listen, if you can do five, do module number one five times. Got it? And, 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 and Juan Manuel laughs and said, oh, you know what? You know, and, and, and you know what? What happens is that there is a learning curve, but there is also a forgetting curve. I always say, if you're going to, write, to read a business book only once, do yourself a favor. Don't even open it because you're going to forget that information within the next two weeks. So information, it's literally wor worthless. It means nothing, information. You can just type it on Google. You're going to find it. Anybody can. Now, the repetition of that information becomes what? Knowledge. You can, be a, you can do a little bit with knowledge, right? Now, you, can, you, you dominate that information. Now, but the more you repeat the same thing over and over and over and over, and you see it so many times, module number one, module number two, you come to this session, oh my God, it's the same thing. Exactly, that's the idea. Then that knowledge, because of so much repetition, becomes, becomes what? A very powerful skill. You can develop skills without the repetition. Got it? Oh, no, but I, I know the objections. I know there are eight. Tell me the eight objections. Uh, that's just information. I just gave you the information. There are only eight objections. But do you have the skill? Got it? So if you're brand new, come into the sessions every Monday and then following the modules, starting with number one. If you can do five modules the first week, don't. Do one module five times. My favorite, not one of my favorite quotes, my favorite quotes of all time comes from Bruce Lee. He says, right? Remember that one, Marsha? Right? He says, I don't fear the person that practices 10,000 kicks one time. I fear the person that practices one kick 10,000 times. It's all about repetition, guys. And you know what? That is that repetition, it's the key to success if you're doing the right thing, right? You don't want to do the wrong, wrong thing many over and over and over and over again. Because most people get bored after two or three weeks. The gym, right? Hey, listen, having the membership to the gym is so easy. And the first two weeks, we're so excited, right? Because we haven't done the repetition. It's so exciting right now. But after two weeks, it's so boring, right? And that's where most people fail. And then jump into something else. So if you're brand new, 
please come to these sessions on Mondays. Make sure you start with modules number one and number two, all right? And then if you have any questions about your particular company, whether EXP, Cobalt Banker, Remax, Century 21, all right, reach out to the person that brought you to the company or to your manager, and they will tell you one little, one thing, one thing that you have to do for this week, all right? In your case, Catherine, right? Just start with those two things. And if you have any, any questions, all right, post them in the form. I will personally help you. Very, very good. All right. Uh, I also have a new listing. So how do I prioritize on this? Write to me, uh, Karen, and I'll tell you exactly how to work with the listing. Very, very good. Demetrius, a focus on KV core training. All right. That's one of the things. Uh, all right. So let's see. Uh, Stephanie says, Orlando, have you charged a retainer fee to investors? Sometimes we work for so long with investors and they can go and buy with other realtors or directly to the project. I'm curious if the retainer fee would work with them. I charge a retainer fee to everybody, everybody, whether they're investors, buyers, sellers. I'm not working with anybody that is not willing to, uh, willing to invest with. It's just, but the reason is, it's not because I'm worth it or because I'm better. No, 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 it's I'm just busy. Got it? So when you're busy, when you're productive, you have op options. So Stephanie, so she says, Orlando, have you charged a retainer fee to investors? Let's say, let's go to the extreme. Let's say you have 10, 000, you did a, a huge event and you got 10,000 investors. Would you charge 495 to the investors? No, you probably will charge $5,000 for an investor to sit down with you. You have so many leads that you need to filter them. So, okay, who's ready, who's willing to pay? So you charge every single person as long as you have the leads. Now, if you don't have any, I'm not talking about you, Stephanie, if any of you don't have any leads, then you don't have the option of charging, all right? Very good. Orlando, good morning, Maribel, all right? So what forms do you use to charge the fee if it is not a buyer's agreement? I have a form that my lawyer did for me a, a while ago. Uh, it's very private because it has my name and everything. So ask your uh, lawyer to draft you one, and that's it, not a big deal, all right? Very, very, very simple. And sometimes with those people are so close to me that I just say, it's 495, my assistant Mariana is gonna call you, right? Uh, uh, give her the credit card, Mariana will call them and that's it, very simple. If most people that work with me right now, uh, now are very close. So Mariana, my assistant will just charge that, all right? Uh, don't get too caught up with the forms. You know, if you want a form for you, ask your lawyer. If not, just charge the 495, all right? Uh, William, best marketing plan of action when moving to a new area. Very, very good. Excellent. Write, write it down, please. Good question right there. Write it down. Best marketing plan of action when moving to a new area. What do we, what do, we do, Bill? Number one, identifying 80 to 90 properties. 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months. Listen, I'm listen. this is Coral Gables, right? This is where I live. So, all right, I'm moving to Coral Gables. Let's say I'm new to the Gables. I need to identify 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months. Let's say there were only 60. What do I do? I expand that area. That's all. I expand the area until I get to 90. Number two, I learn the six things we just talked about. Number of properties for sale, average price, average price per square foot, highest for sale, lower for sale, and days on the market. Got it? Number three, I got to make sure that I get my first listing. How do I do my first listing? All right, I'm gonna do a marketing campaign. Let's go with the marketing campaign now. First, I need to know, identify the area is big enough, 90 properties sold. Number two, I need to know that information, specialized knowledge, marketing and sales conversations. Remember that? All right, so that's number one. Now that I have this specialized knowledge, that I understand the build the area, oh, now I go into full marketing and I'm gonna beat every single competitor. What am I gonna do? Very simple. Flat fee, $500 to sell your home. That's it. I don't want competition. Learn how to save five in my area. For example, in this area, it's about 2.1 million. It's, you know, it's not about, it's 2.190 something, $2.1 million average price, right? So if it is a $2.1 million, a 3% is 60,000. What am I gonna say? say? Learn how to save 55, $57. $58,000 in the sale of your home, guaranteed. 
How do you guarantee that, Orlando? It's a flat fee of $500. I don't want competition. I want to dominate. And some of you will say, and this causes so much controversy, I'm not going to give my business away. I'm not going to give my services away. Guys, it's a marketing strategy. Ego, the worst thing we can, it's not the worst, the most expensive luxury we can have. Who said it's 3%, right? I want your property, even if it is for free, because I'm going to advertise the heck out of your property. I'm not going to do one or two open houses. I'm going to do three open houses or four open houses per week. I'm going to let everybody know that I have your property for sale. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do everything to sell your property. I'm going to do everything. I, I don't, don't door knock, but I will door knock on every, every single neighbor right there to let them know that I have an open house. That's my marketing campaign. Got it? And I'd rather have 10 homes, a $500,000, 10 homes, because the momentum that will generate, Bill, is going to be huge, all right, compared to a person that only got one leasing at 3%. Got it? Remember, we don't lower the commission from the other agent. We lower ours as a marketing strategy. I always give the same example. Red Bull the biggest energy brand in the world. What do they do when they go to a brand new event or what do they do when they go to a campus, a university campus? They give it away. They can say, I'm Red Bull, the biggest energy brand in the world. I won't give away my product. Hey, it's a marketing strategy. Give it away. Got it? You having a for sale sign, by the way, it's not an expense. How much money would it cost you to have a sign, a, an advertising in the street 24-7. How much would it cost you? How much are many people? How many people are paying 60 to $120 per lead on Zillow? Where they can get it for free if they lower their commission. You're paying more for Zillow than you're paying for the commission you're making. Think as a business owner. Got it? That's what we want. And when I say think, I'm not saying about you, Bill. I mean, you, are, you, you follow every single step. All right, so very good. So when you come down to Miami from Tampa, that's the first thing we're going to do. We're going to identify that area. We're going to learn the, uh, the, uh, the statistics for that area. And finally, we're going to give such an amazing offer that as remember the uh, Godfather that they can refuse. That's what we want. That's the way we win the market. Guys, the last thing we want to do in business is compete. Competition is boring. We want to dominate dominate by the way most of the top listing agents and i coach many of those luxury top listing agents they never charge a three percent ever it might say it in the mls but they're not charging three percent one and a half one two percent right they never touch the buyer's agent commission though never touch it because if not the buyer won't show your property right it's all about a volume. We win in business for volume. So we want to have 10, 15, 20 properties for sale. Now, I'm not saying, of course, that you're going to charge $500, all right, uh, for marketing every single time. No, it's a promotion that you have. Got it? Good, good. All right. Uh, Luciana, I'm starting a campaign in Brazil to get sellers lead. What is the best way to advertise the main piece of the campaign? Uh, the main piece. All right. So I'm not prepared for that. I'm going to take some pictures because I want to, let me see if I, no, I won't be able to find it right now, but Luciana for next Monday. So I'll, I'll give you the title. What is the best way to advertise it? So number one, we need to have a lead generation campaign. Let me see if I can go very quick. I don't think I can because I changed the, the computer and I don't have those files right here, but let's see if I can. Uh, how to increase your income. Let's see. Let's see if I can open this one. I think, Luciana, it's opening. Yep. So I'm going to show you. So I want you to do this, right? Uh, right here. And please, guys, take a picture if you want. Again, this one, it's in Spanish. It's translated to English so people can understand that when I do the seminars, all right, you will do it in Portuguese. Sometimes I joke, you will do it in Brazilian. Anyways, so don't buy a property in Miami before reading this guide. So it would say, attention, Brazilian buyers, don't buy a property in Miami before reading this guide, right? Includes the seven mistakes made by what? Or the seven mistakes 
Brazilians make when buying in Miami, right? Their properties with highest appreciation. It was a Google translation, so it wasn't good. And much more. Download it now. Remember, you can see here, the picture is not about me. The picture is about what? Getting their attention about South Florida. And it says here, the seven steps to buying a property in Miami or the seven steps Brazilians need to know before buying a property in Miami. Look how many people share this. Look at this one. Over 1,000 people share this. How much did they have to pay for those people to share it? Zero. They found it relevant and they share it with their community, with their friends, right? So take a picture of that, Luciana. This is exactly what you need to do in a lead generation campaign for Brazilians. So I found it. So we were lucky today. All right. So uh, let's see, Mariana, Orlando, I'm very excited because finally I got a luxury listing. I know we were trying to speak about that for the past three weeks and we couldn't get on the phone together. Please give me an advice on what to do after I put it in the MLS. It's been for 13 days and I haven't received any showing requests, which is strange. If you have not received, uh, if you have not received uh, showing requests for 13 days, something is happening. Mariana, reach out to me. Uh, reach out to me because that's that's strange, especially in this very very hot market. All right, uh, luxury properties, regardless of their price, are going up like crazy. Are going uh, uh, are going fast, super super fast. So reach out to me. Uh, the first thing we need to do when we get a listing is what? Do an open house. An open house immediately. By the way, you get a new listing, you don't show the property for the first week. So if Jose Cubotier, right? If Ma uh, Mauricio, Rolando, Marsha, they call me, hey, listen, Orlando, I noticed that you uh, uh, got a new listing. I want to show your property. We're going to be showing the property for the first time on Saturday on an open house that I'm doing at 11 a.m. The first week, you don't want to show the property to individual agents. You want to show the property on Saturday to create momentum, right? You want as many people in that open house as possible, right? Create that urgency. Got it, guys? All right, so Mariana, just please reach out to me. Margarita, I think that's the only, the last question I'm going to be able to answer today. And I'll make a screenshot of all these questions and I'll be more than glad to answer them next week. I would like to get a listing leads in my building. How do I do that? What are the best strategies? Uh, Margarita, just uh, log in to our Spanish session tomorrow at 10.30 with my brother, Daniel. Ask that question. He will guide you through the process. Uh, you know, I, I don't have enough time for, to do that. I will review it next week, but I don't want you to wait, wait until next week, all right? So we'll do it tomorrow. Tanya, Orlando, you say that the, we specialize about the marketing in our area when selling to international client, clients. What knowledge should we specialize in? Very good. Pick a market, either investing properties, invest, so about return, right? Six to 8% return or and pre-construction, right? So what knowledge do we need to have? It's knowledge about investment properties, having that inventory and finally pre-construction. Fortunately today, we have so many questions which I'm gonna start next week with those questions. Please, if you have the urgency, some of you have, might have the urgency, and Margarita, I'm sorry I couldn't answer it today because it's a, a very important and long question. I want to have the answer today. If you need the answer today, guys, post your questions in the forum. We answer them within 24 hours. Remember to use the forum as much as you can. And, and Edna, I don't know what happened to the microphone. Post them in the forum. You know how to reach me directly, all right? Okay. I'm going to a screenshot. Oh, now you can. Okay. Oh, now, now you can. All right. So we're we're a little bit out of time. Reach out to me directly, uh, okay. and I will. Not, I will. Uh, I know we're seeing each other for for the team that we have together, and we'll okay. talk about it. But guys, if you need an answer, please post them in the forum. We answer within 24 hours. For those of you who speak Spanish, remember my brother Daniel has the the session tomorrow at 10:30. Please ask the same questions there. Okay, Tanya, I know you're gonna be there, Margarita. I know you're gonna be there. So guys. I got to go to another meeting. I know many of you have to go to another meeting. Until next Monday, make it a very, very productive day. If you need your answers, post them in the forum. We are here to, we're here to help you grow your business. We had an amazing, amazing session today. An amazing session. I loved it. Loved it. All questions about you. I couldn't even go to my, 
presentation, all right? So I'll see you next week, everybody. I'm gonna make a screenshot real quick because before I go to my next session. Love you guys, big hugs, kisses. Take care guys, bye-bye, bye-bye.